Hey, hey, self, look what I have. Mm, what's that, Checkers? And Checkers holds up this thin silver ring. Behold, the ring of the bear. Didn't Valeska have that? Oh, uh, don't worry, she doesn't know I have it. She'll probably find out quickly. It's fine. It's fine. But witness. Witness the birth of the world's greatest adventurer. We we don't know if we... No. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Now I have the world's most powerful object. The object of focus. Said to rival even that of Nazar the Black. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Mm. I suppose you look a bit taller. I don't really feel any different either. This ring sucks. I don't like it. Here, Self, you take it. Checkers, my bag feels lighter. What did you take? everyone hello oh, Nathan. Hi, Nathan. Ooh, that was a good one <laughs> congratulations you all level up hey, hey. you don't no. Uh, no. Uh, no. Uh, no you as people level up oh, that's not nearly this is like and uh <laughs> i don't like let's this. all go around and say what class you're leveling up in and nope we're not gonna uh-huh. do that patreon bonus content or mm-hmm. uh sound off in the comments uh-huh. what's our what's our classes what, what, what class vibe do we give off right, yeah, yeah, right. exactly uh hi everyone i I am your dungeon master, Nathan. I am so excited to be joined on this excellent recording of Reckless Attack. Once again, all four of us around the table after uh, some some side quest shenanigans. But speaking of side quest shenanigans, to my right is hi everyone. My name is Steve, and I am playing Zell of Asterlin, the Dragonborn monk, who now, in addition to having some uh, some claustrophobia. Uh, issues now has a fear of houses that have <laughs> all houses that are yeah. just out in the open somewhere. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. well, uh, specific. But I feel like that's going to come up a lot. Maybe. There will, there will be, yeah, there will be uh, when we get back to the Red City of Agmar. If she's ever invited to go inside somewhere, there's going to be a a bit of checking just to make sure. Selv and Checkers just like switch bedrooms. Selv is going to sleep outside in the yes. backyard. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's uh, out on the roof. Yes, it's safer there. Mm-hmm. Less chance of getting eaten by furniture or upholstery or you know the hallway <laughs> and to my right hi everyone i'm david and i play Kaskrin brightmane the dwarven warlock and boy am i glad that the mothman never found out about Kaskrin's fear of heights <laughs> <laughs> the non- now ca- now extremely canon yep or at least discomfort <laughs> at great heights and to my right Hi, everyone. I'm Jonathan, and I play Checkers, the Grung Druid, and it's Trusty Fog Pals, Mango, and Junior. And I, too, am similarly glad that the Mothman never found out about Checkers' <laughs> deep fear of languages. <laughs> as of learning. Yeah, as they found in Val's Mindscape, just uh, intense anxiety around learning new languages, really powering through that just so he can, you know, like, read. Wow, wow. <laughs> A truly incredible stalwart adventurer. Right. right. Make this is what it, yeah, yes. exactly. This is what being the greatest adventurer means. It means challenging your fears and learning and being literate. <laughs> <laughs> being somewhat literate. Yeah. And to my right. Hi, everyone. I'm Sophie, and I play Valeska Carter, 
the human asterisk cleric of the Arcana domain, who is here to help Trekkers conquer his fears. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Al. Hey. And aims to make learning fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Conquering fears through packets and yeah. group activities. <laughs> well, there was still much to fear over the last couple of days. This is, this is we have, we have learned, we did the math off air. This is, I, we, we think, the best we can come up with. Well, wait, we did do the math. We have trusted the Chronicles, the absolute truth. Of course. Of Steve's notes. Of Steve's <laughs> notes, right. The only source of truth. The archives. Exactly, exactly. The all-knowing. Yeah. Uh, all I have to do is switch a few numbers, and this becomes the middle of day one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow, guys, we're really booking through this. Uh, th- no, this is about, we join our adventurers roughly, we'll say about partway through day three of the travels. Kind of like three and a half they started on day zero is complicated and we've been downhill ever since basically um they are outside of the walls of the red city of agmar tracking down a lead to meet up with a strange sorcerer who might be able to help them with a problem and they have run into some uh weird things the last few days most of them cool but the things that were scary uh, or intense were uh, a lot of both of those things. So I don't know how the scale tips exactly in, in that particular direction. But most recently, two of the adventurers, Checkers and Kaskrin, both hopped into the mind of Valeska Carter to go rescue her and her asterisk from strange creatures from another, another plane while Selvastalin ran around uh, and was generally traumatized by houses and dinosaurs and whatnots. They learned some very interesting information about the state of the cosmos, got some cool magic items identified, and crossed a ravine. (laughs) (laughs) The most harrowing adventure of them all. And now find themselves in kind of this very daunting field, I suppose, where all of the grass is seven, eight feet tall, well above the heads of our adventurers, even if they were not mostly very short, uh, <laughs> and have started walking in, and they are surrounded by all of these strange reeds that are making this this very, not quite depressing sound, but it's oppressive. It's like moaning. Yes. These bad sounds, these bad very sounds. uncomfortable sounds. I love that detail, personally. Yes, 100%. Where like the wind is blowing these grass leaves around and the reeds and everything. It's just making this, like, didgeridoo kind of low. <laughs> yeah. <thing>. yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> could be. <laughs> they have entered into this space and are already, along with their undead companion, the Fortunate, trying to keep their wits about them as much as they can, not knowing where the next threat might come. When in front of them, some of these reeds start to kind of coalesce, and they coalesce into a woman-shaped creature, we'll say. Um, A female-shaped creature, whatever. You know what I mean, dear listener. That is a little bit misshapen and has a reed kind of over its mouth that it seems to be speaking through and it stops you all and says something along the lines of what are all of you doing here vibe check 
Are you looking specifically where, what is this, what is creature? What is this reed creature's vibe? Or what is this reed creature? What is this reed creature's vibe? And then later we'll figure out what, what it is. Got it, got it, got it. So this creature, again, it is pretty diminutive. And let me describe it a little bit further, and then we'll have Val and whoever else is interested roll. It is humanoid, but there are a couple of kind of strange features about it, beyond the fact that it is a strange creature made out of grass. Most notably, it is kind of hunched over a little bit, and it immediately strikes you as it looks kind of like, in terms of posture, like it is an old person. You know, kind of that hunch of age, too many years of poor posture, bad core strength, whatever it is. But accentuating that look is its right arm is overgrown. Think of it as triple, quadruple the size that a normal humanoid's arm would be. So much so that it is long enough that it's kind of leaning down onto a fist it is making down into the ground as its roots kind of spread. And then its left leg, kind of the opposite part of its body, seems to be strangely withered, where it is much smaller than its other leg and much smaller than it should be given its proportions and looks kind of dead. And it leans over and kind of hunches and looks at you all and says this thing and now you can vibe check. Guidance? No. You're not saying a prayer right now. <laughs> you're you're getting vibes. Castrin will also try to make a vibe mm-hmm. check. Castrin with a 13. Yeah, with a 26. You didn't need it, see? <laughs> well, fine. <laughs> no need it, but I want it. <laughs> so a 30. <laughs> for Kaskrin, the what you are picking up, it is not necessarily welcoming. Val, you pick up on that and kind of get an extra little bit of layer where this creature is interested to see you all. And... Again, isn't necessarily about to jump on you or start a fight or something, Mm -hmm. but is sizing the four of you up and kind of trying to take your measure and is very, very interested to see four mortals and uh, a couple of frogs and this strange undead creature wander into this field. Can I try to figure out what type of creature this is? Absolutely. I would say nature or arcana or maybe even a history. Hmm. I will go with They will have different DCs. Is it too soon for Val to roll that as well? Nah. Okay. All right. I will. No uh, guidance. This is all (laughs) happening. These are compromises, Sophie. I will try a nature check. Val will go for arcana. Uh, So solve with a 12. 23. You would actually recognize this, and of course Val would as well, as this is actually also, and it's weird, again, the malformations, you have no clue. Neither of you really don't understand. But what you both know is that this is actually another dryad, much like the dryad that you guys encountered way back in episode one and two, except this one is actually a field dryad instead of a, the kind of the classic D&D tree-based one. That is kind of what you would know, Self. Val, for you, you would know that this is a magical creature. And instead of being tied to a particular tree or forest, 
it is tied to a place like this, where this is actually the equivalent of its grove in this weird, giant, overgrown plain of grass. You would also know a little bit about them in that they are, uh, enjoy poking and prodding mortals and making their lives a little difficult. Not necessarily in a, in a wanting to beat you up kind of way, mm-hmm. <laughs> antagonistic way, but in a like, they take particular pleasure in just making your life a little bit more difficult. Caspian mm. will say to this creature, we are travelers from the red city of Agmar, hoping to make our way through this field. I hope that is not a problem. When Cass finishes his like opening remarks, Val will cast Mind Link and give Cass like kind of the lowdown on what she's learned about uh, this drive. And then when she's done with that, she'll Mind Link self to give him that information, and then just go down the line. So the to Junior, then to Mango, <laughs> and, then yeah, fin- down and the finally Checkers. <laughs> Order of relative importance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, she'll so start from the top of the frog stack. Uh, worked out. Yeah, exactly. Mango, he's chill. He can learn yeah. when he learns. Yeah. This creature kind of regards you, Cass, as you say this. You can see kind of like looks you up and down and it's kind of like, again, measuring you just a little bit. Mm, I don't really know or care about that. Um, where you're from. Is that is it from... Is it from nearby, I guess, is the question. Not too far from here. Perhaps three, four days travel. Interesting what you would call close and far. What brings the four of you out this direction? Does Val know from the information she's recalled? Are dryads kind of like... The only comparison I can think of right now is like sphinxes where like truth and wordsmithing are very important to them. Yes-ish. Okay. Where they like the truth being told to them mm-hmm. and are wishy-washy on whether they need to tell and you like the truth. And like to wordsmith themselves. Yeah, right. Okay. Exactly. They, But they, they appreciate when you're talking straight to them and tell them and are very forthcoming. Mm-hmm. And then they will decide if you get the same from them and even mm-hmm. then... Maybe. Okay. Gotcha. Caspian is actually going to try to lie to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because based off of the information that Val has given him, they like standing in people's way. And so he doesn't want her to cause troubles for us. And so he's going to tell her, we're on our way to help this one. And he points to the fortunate. Find a friend of theirs deeper in these fields. I thought for a second you were going to say we're going to help the, the, the this creature, the fortunate, find their skin and muscles. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh God. No. They, they lost them. They lost no, them. Oh, we've decided, decided we're <laughs> not a horror podcast. I don't want that, We can't actually. have content warnings on every episode. Okay. Fine. This or is... we could, actually. <laughs> Maybe we should at this point. Okay, <laughs> give me a deception check. Cool. Not great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so Kaskrin uses the ability of the Eternal Citadel and his fancy coin to reroll that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a five. Oh. Mm-hmm. 13. 
slightly okay. better. This creature, once again, kind of looks you up and down, and then looks at the rest of you. Val does like a little wave. <laughs> and it says, I don't know that I believe you, but that's fine. Are you here to do me harm? To do this place harm? Absolutely not. We would like to move through this place as quickly and gently as possible. I want to hear him say it, she says as she uses her good arm to point over at Kaskrin. And you find that when Velasco was talking, Kaskrin like kind of turned to the side and took off the beard covering made of grass. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. Yep, good. We've only just met you. We, Of course we don't mean to do you any harm. We just hope to travel through these fields peacefully and, like I said, make our way to our destination and help our friend. I have a question, Kaskrin. Kas says as he lights a torch. <laughs> <laughs> We're just, just passing through. Waving a scythe back and forth, <laughs> uh, absentmindedly. I have a question for you, Kaskrin. Uh, I, Nathan, the dungeon master. Where do you wear your coin? I wear it. Um, and is it visible? It is not visible. Okay. It's underneath the heavy armor and the gambeson, so it's um, just close to his chest. Okay. And this creature, again, kind of looks at you and says, Yeah, I have heard that before. Val will speak up and ask, If I may, could I ask what caused, and I do not mean to be impolite, but what caused the withering, and is there anything we can do to help? That's yet to be seen. Okay. You. Frog. Eh? I haven't seen your like around here in some time. Yeah, me neither. In some time, huh? Well, I mean, my version of some time and your version of some time may differ. But but sometime. Um, what is it that you're doing here? You've been quiet. Well, it's just as they said. We're just on our way to help our good friend, the fortunate, try and find their skin and bones. Wait, no. No. That was <laughs> not <what> we <laughs> Wait, we're not doing that. <laughs> Wait, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> Scratch that, rewind. <laughs> well, it's just as they said. We're on our way to help this fine creature, the fortunate, find their long lost friend. And Checkers does like maybe a bit... He does it a bit too theatrically. <laughs> <laughs> Gestures yeah, towards the yeah. fortunate. Yeah. You you stage gesture, so it's yeah. big. Trying trying to back up Val and Cass's claims. I will say Val has not lied. Yeah, totally. Um I would like I, I'm imagining Checkers is standing next to the fortunate yeah. gesturing. Yeah. And the fortunate under their breath says, uh, I don't know if you should mention me anymore. You guys look down, and you see that the Fortunate's legs have been wrapped in vines and grass. The Dryad looks kind of at you again, Checkers, and is like, Hmm, that doesn't seem like help I'm really interested in facilitating. What I'm imagining is actually as Checkers is kind of looking at the fortunate and gesturing and he's kind of halfway through his sentence, 
he notices that the fortunate has started to be bound up by all of these roots and all these plants. And as he's gesturing towards the fortunate, he goes, we are just here to help our friend. <laughs> and then he just like gestures towards Mango. This poor boy <laughs> has lost his dear very friend. Very smooth, very smooth. And I'm here to help find the long lost friend of my dear boy Mango. Don't you see how sad he is? And Mango just gives like a little sad face. Um, Can Val mind link cast while Jackers is talking? Absolutely. As you gesture towards Mango, in a surprisingly fast moment, the pile of reeds and leaves and just kind of, you know, misc nature drops to the ground, like just collapses as if whatever was animating it is just totally cut off. And then next to you, Checkers, Mm -hmm. you see a slender hand kind of pet Mango's head as this creature immediately reappears next to you and says, this one I do like a little bit more. That will mind like Cass and Cass, why are you lying? We don't know what this thing is or what it wants from us. We just know that it appeared out of nowhere and we've still got five days left to travel. I get that, but we could have just said we're trying to pass through without lying. Wow, everyone got awfully quiet for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining this is all happening uh, yeah, as, yeah, yeah, as the and checkers. I, I, I also assume that there's kind of like some kind of tell of like... I the, feel like, like, like we have like a hand signal where yeah, it's just yeah. like Val like brushes her brow to the direction of who she's mindlinking. I think we've established that there is some signal yeah. given. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what Cashman's it was. Cashman's also but... very bad at hiding it, so he's like yeah. actively looking at Val. <laughs> Mouthing things. Yeah, yeah. What, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> and Cashman will... He will tell them, so we are trying to help the fortunate, but our good fortunate boy Mango, <laughs> who is so lucky to have all of us as friends. Isn't that right, boy? <laughs> but we need to get to Deepwood to meet someone. There is a powerful druid, powerful mage that we're looking for that has knowledge that we seek. This creature standing, still with a hand on Mango, standing next to Checkers and the Fortunate, looks back at you all and says, Hmm, I know that name, but it does not concern me right now. You, Dragonkin. Uh, Self will give a slight bow. I have something that might be of interest to you. Here's the situation. As... You have my, asked. My parents went away on a week's vacation. They left the keys to the brand new Porsche. I don't know what song you're referencing. What, will they mind? <laughs> well, nah, of course not. I'll just take it for a little spin. Maybe show it off to a couple of friends. Is this Ferris Bueller? No. Are we the friends? No. <laughs> I thought this was Home Alone for a second. No, no. I, I also thought it was. It was uh, uh, it's, uh, it's a Will Smith. Uh, parents just don't understand. Oh, okay. I don't remember. I don't remember. I remember that that song exists. Um, I'm sorry. The only <laughs> Will Smith song I could know. Getting I jiggy with it. I was going to say Wild Wild West. Wild Wild oh, West. Wild, wild, wild. Men in Black, etc. Yeah. 
also the situation is the least popular member of the bunks. Um, <laughs> anyway, I have an issue, as you've noticed. And Stelvo kind of looked down at the dryad's leg. Something happened a little while ago here in my grove. And I need help. And I need mortal help, unfortunately. Especially, unfortunately, you are the only mortals that I've seen in some time. So, here is what I would like to propose. I need you to assist me with something. And I will ensure your safe passage through here. As you may know, it's uh, a little difficult for your kind to traverse here. And I'm sure the mud will do you no favors, nor will any of the creatures who reside here, who, by the way, do listen to me when I suggest things. I don't know if you are, if your friend gesturing to first to the fortunate and then to the large frog has a timetable for their help because the thing that I would like for you we cannot do until tomorrow night now you can try to go around that is fine or you can try and go through my grove it will take some time Uh, I will not say it will be an easy journey for you all I will not say that I will not ensure that it is not an easy journey for you all but I'm sure I'm sure you will emerge on the other side without any problem or you could do the right thing the smart thing and help me out do I get the impression that this dryad is being forthright. Would you like to roll a vibe check? I, I would like to. Yes, I would. I rolled a two for a total of an eight. <laughs> uh, it, in, it She's is, on the up and up. It, it is <clears throat> alien. You know, like this creature is alien and motives and meanings could be veiled. And what is the nature of the hell that you need? Some time ago, a mortal came into the grove and opened up some sort of hole. The mortal came, spoke as a friend, and used the magic of this grove and its oasis and the ancient words to open this portal, and it summoned some strange creature out of it. Then they just left. They did not close it, and it is still here, and, well... It is killing me. I know a ritual that should close it, and I ask nothing from you all, save for your time and a bit of intention. Did some creature mortal that opened the portal, it wasn't a large blue creature holding a lantern... The creature just, like, shakes its head as you're describing it. When you describe the staff that it also was holding. At that, it kind of paused and it's like, well, there was, like, a talisman, I think is the word, that had this hook thing on it. 
and the talisman was in the shape of a hook or... Had it on it. Can we have a few minutes to discuss? Sure. Certainly, of course. Just let me know. I think for the fortunate safety, we should accept and assist. Second point, I want to know. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the, uh, the timing works out. If we say no and go around, we will use up just as much time as if we wait here and help her tomorrow night. I think even though we have to wait till tomorrow night, we will be out ahead of schedule, given just looking at what we'd have to go through in this grove. It will take us a significant amount of time without their help. And maybe she can guarantee our safety for a good night's sleep. That's not in the house. I do. That's I, trying to eat me. <laughs> <laughs> Always and, back with the house. <laughs> yeah. And Cash and Zelda gets that like thousand yards there. <laughs> you, you mentioned one house that tries to eat you. Now every house now. And now, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by A Foul Light Shines, a new free serial novel based on a D&D campaign. The Empire of Fire and Water has known 20 golden years of peace since the end of Agenion's War, a peace which is now in peril. When a ragtag group of friends intervene in a grotesque monster attack, they're too late to save a wounded man who leaves them with an encrypted journal and the words, Trust no one, Tyre. Can the gang find Tyre, escape the claws of more strange monsters, and uncover the lurking threat to the Empire before it's too late? This story features themes of found family and strength and diversity, and is available for free on Campfire and Royal Road. A foul light shines. Come for the fantasy. Stay for the cheese-obsessed goblin gunslinger. Hello, everyone. GM Nathan here. And welcome once more to the mid-roll. This is where I remind you to follow us on all the social medias, particularly on Twitter at Reckless underscore Attack, where we are posting a variety of frogs and memes and frog memes and meme frogs. You can find all our socials by visiting our website at RecklessAttack.com and much more. If you like us, consider supporting us on Patreon. It's one of the best ways to help us grow and improve the show. Early ad-free episodes, level-up talkbacks, and oodles of other stuff await you there at a variety of tiers. Lastly, don't forget to tell a friend if you're enjoying the show, or let us know by leaving a rating or review on your podcatcher of choice. That's all for me. Enjoy the rest of the episode. I do have a few questions, actually. Yeah. Um, and are you are you at, are you talking this out with your compatriots, or are you just kind of like turning around and like calling out? Yeah, so I think checkers would turn around and call out. You mentioned that there was a ritual you had to close the portal, right? Yes. Why can't you just do it? My kind are attached. We are part of this world. We live 
in harmony with it. We do not ask it to do our bidding. Its bidding is ours, and ours theirs. But this is not of nature. Not not truly. Not of this world's nature. So, unfortunately, while I can call upon those powers, mortals are needed to provide fuel to be a bit of kindling, a bit of spark to consume this portal, to call upon powers that can close it. And all I need is that little bit of of cooperation from you all. And Chekos will turn around to the rest of the group and say, I think she wants to sacrifice one of us. Not it. (laughs) Val will, after Chekos' comment, ask, will this ritual harm us in any way? The dryad almost, like, looks confused. I don't understand. It's a... Oh, uh... You all see fire as as a bad thing, as a consuming thing, and that is not the case. There's... You still remain. You You will remain. How to put it in terms that you will understand. All living things, they have, uh... A soul. Yes. Mm -hmm. An essence to them. uh, Something from the gods, from nature. Revealing that, as part of this ritual, is what uh, helps it. Gives it fuel. Blends my world and your world to fuel this ritual. Does that... Does that make sense? Partially. You won't be harmed. You will not um, lose anything. I yeah, I That's don't understand. good enough for now. Thank okay. You. you said you were familiar with Deepwood, right? Yes, in a way. I'm familiar with some of its older names. Do you know how far we are from it? Days? I... I know little. I know my grove. I know its surroundings. That is all I care to know. Me. <laughs> <laughs> this creature that came through the door of the portal. Yes. What is the nature of it? Strange, kind of watery plant creature. Some sort of elemental. And this would pop a bit of a light bulb in your guys' head because that sort of magic is very rare and considered very dangerous since the Ultra Giants. Summoning those sorts of creatures either hasn't been able to be done since the Ultra Giants or has been looked upon as too dangerous to try. So that would immediately be like, Oh, whoa, hold, whoa, wait a second. What? Could Val roll a check to learn more about who would wear or whose talisman is like the shepherd hook? Mm hmm. You try a religion check? 18. 
I can't remember. Have, how much research have you done on the shepherd specifically? I think there were probably more pressing things once we got to Agmar. It's yes. on the... The docket. It was probably like the top bit of things to research while waiting for more information on other things. So I'd say like she's done some, but probably has not been able to do like a deep dive into anything. So without a deep dive, A, just you still don't really have any information. But it would strike Val as wearing a symbol, especially a medallion, like Val does, like many clerics and paladins and other kind of holy people would, would be notable. Mm-hmm. Of like, that's weird. Yeah. That's a weird thing. That either this person is deriving power from it, or that's a strange relationship. Especially because the shepherd, as far as you guys saw, was not wearing any such talisman, symbol, or what have you. Gotcha. This is kind of harder, but with the ritual magic to open a portal and bring a water elemental to Mm -hmm. this place, would Val know what would be the purpose of that? In the way that any elemental kind of, or any summoned creature, it would Mm -hmm. presumably to and I don't mean this to be a loaded phrase, but I can't think of a better one. Do the bidding of. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean that sounds inherently evil, but I don't I guess, mean it implicitly as evil. So thinking about where they are yes. on the map, why water in this place more so? Like what would be the benefit of a water elemental here in this grove? So and something that you would have picked up as the dryad was kind of answering your question. Well, said it was a lake, right? They is that there, there was the kind lake. of an oasis here, but they were kind of implying that there is this inherent magic, extra magic here mm-hmm. being a grove that was kind of tapped. So there are probably other places where there is this kind of inherent magiciness, mm-hmm. but this was one and it was found, selected as suiting the purpose for kind of bridging the gap into another plane Mm -hmm. as far as you guys understand, which is again, all the alarm bells would be ringing for you guys. Catherine will say to the Dryad, if you can get us through your grove in a single day after this, we can help you. Safe passage does include the fortunate as well. And they're like totally wrapped. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you see, uh, you see one Devil skull snared. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oil can, oil can. Yes, but for many reasons, I do not want that creature approaching the site. It's not appropriate, and it is also not my wish. I think that's fair. Can you guarantee safe passage for the fortunate boy mango? <laughs> I think I think most of all I can guarantee his safe passage. Question. Yes. Has the dryad stopped petting mango this whole time? I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> I know what that's like. Yeah, right. We've all been there. Uh, I do have one more question. Yes. Do you happen to know about any of the other dryads? Specifically one that wears a dress made of coins. The creature looks at you and 
tilts its head a little bit and says, I have many siblings. Some like me, some of trees, some of lakes, many more. We talk in our ways. Why? I just wanted to know if you had talked to each other. Perhaps we can have another conversation when you're not dying. Fine. Follow me, please. You see the dryad kind of turn and actually start to walk-ish, but it is this kind of hunched, strange offset walk where it leans on its right side and kind of uses its large arm as its right leg and its other leg as a leg and then kind of the other appendages just kind of drag, basically. The group of you follow and you see the fortunate is kind of like scooted along (laughs) as like foliage grabs and pushes and pulls them and you can tell the fortunate is not thrilled by any of this. <laughs> so the fortunate is not moving on their own. They are no, being moved. They are being moved. Okay. Exactly correct. You walk for a bit and you are immediately lost. Like you immediately cannot see the edge of this grove. The sky is so obscured overhead that you can't even really see where the sun is. It is just beams of light and shadow. And you walk for a few minutes and you have no idea how much ground you've covered. Like, it's just you something in your head is thrown off. Whoever is towards the back, eventually the fortunate just kind of stops moving and you lose sight of them immediately. And you take a few more steps into an opening in this grove. In the middle of this opening, there is a small tree that actually appears to be some sort of a fruit tree. And below it is a modest pond. Very small, very nondescript. As you kind of approach it, though, you notice that the bottom of the pond is glinting, where there would be mud and reeds and other signs of a pond. You see glints of gold and black that appear to be kind of a mesh and weave together. And in the middle of this pond, you see this dark bluish greenish light emanating from somewhere down below. The dryad gestures to you all and then looks at Selv and says I said you might be interested Selv will kind of like crane his neck over and look down and uh, do I see scales? The gold and the black you would know are dragon scales so here's, here's kind of the situation This ritual can only be done during a new moon. Last night was the night of the new moon, but we still have a couple days. 
Tonight, however, is going to rain again. Tonight's my bowling night. <laughs> just got the lead. You can't, can't do that tonight. So we cannot do it tonight. Tomorrow. Tomorrow will be clear. Tomorrow we can do this ritual. All I need is a memory. I don't need to take it. I see... What is it? Uh, furrowed brows. Yeah, and that's... He does no, 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 no. He does a lot. Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to take a memory. Yeah. Mm. No, no, you, you misunderstand. I need you to offer it, to share it, and to share the strength of it. Something that you have a connection to. And that is... That is the fuel that I require. But... You should not stay here. And as you guys kind of look around the pool again, you notice that near the pool, some of the grass is doing strange things that you would not necessarily notice on first glance. But now the dryad kind of gestures to a patch and you see the grass seemingly fresh, the only fresh short grass in this entire place, it seems like, is very slowly growing. And if you watch for even a few seconds, it's grown a couple inches. And then the dryad is, says, just one moment. And you see the grass start to grow faster and faster. And then it kind of grows in strange proportions and gets wider than it should be and starts tangling upon other ones. And it starts getting these strange spots and starts growing fruits like berries. And it's, it's, you, it's not grass that should be doing these things. And you see it grow and grow. And then suddenly, and again, this is all over the course of, of moments, grows tall, tall, big, broad, and then curls in on itself and withers and dies and crumples. And then, after a moment, you see small grass poking up to start the cycle again. What is causing that? That, the dryad says, pointing at the portal. There's too much energy. It's causing, I mean, it's causing this and they point at the arm and the leg. If it is not closed, I don't know when, but if not closed in time, this effect will spread. And this effect will cause this and worse. Point of clarification. The portal, is it underwater? Yes. Is it causing the green glowing in the pond? Yes. Okay. So you can't really, you don't really get a good look at what it actually looks like, mm -hmm. um, other than there's glowing. Gotcha. There. Were the scales here before, or did they come from the portal? The dryad looks at you like that's the dumbest question in the world, <laughs> even though it is Nathan says reasonable question. No, that's this came with the portal. If we cannot stay here, where should we camp for the night? Follow me. And then it starts walking into the grass. 
The way we came or the different way? A different way. Would it be possible for the fortunate to camp with us tonight? Uh, so as they you, can move around the grove as you as you are walking, and as this kind of thought occurs to you after a few steps have been taken, mm-hmm. you see the fortunate slide up next to you guys and just kind of start coasting. And the fortunate says, "Do I get to hang out with you guys, or what's what's happening?" I think so, but you just yes, we will try to negotiate your uh, release for the evening. Honestly, you might have to just stay in place, but, like, you'll be with us. That's fine. I've been stuck in weirder positions. We'll raise the card table to this the is... height that's appropriate. Yeah. Oh, great. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. And the fortunate does come of those things where it's like, at first, answer's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been a weird couple of days, guys. Um, okay. Okay. You guys get to another clearing. It is very cramped. It is only probably 10, 20 feet in diameter. But you can now see the sky. And it is still around midday. The dryad turns to you all. I will leave you to um, do mortal things. Let me know if you need anything. Is there a um? Actually, is is there a clear spot, for instance, that we could use for a small campfire? Are you asking that out loud? Oh my I, God, I, Steve! No, no, no. no. I, 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 I'm 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 asking because Selv is looking for. Is there a spot? Like, was there a spot cleared? No, there's not. No, okay. it is. It is kind this of like is a short leave glass. no trace campsite. <laughs> I thought they were going to be like, I will leave you to decompose slowly as you mortals do. <laughs> yes. It's interesting you note this that. Is, this is the almighty Sarlacc. It's interesting you note that, mm-hmm. Jonathan slash checkers. Mm-hmm. Because as you're looking around the campsite, and this is only to checkers. It's just skulls. You see one, you see a skull. <laughs> oh. That has <laughs> oh, man. leaves and grass kind of entwining all around it. <laughs> Which the dryad makes no note of. Mm. and looks at you and says well I will see you tomorrow before you go is there something we may call you I for instance go by Valeska Carter what languages do checkers and Val speak I speak druidic Mm -hmm. (laughs) just to remind myself and the listener that that is a thing that I know (laughs) Do either of you speak Sylvan? I do. I don't even have to check the list for that I one. I thought that's why. That's what I thought. Um, Apparently, my free space is that you scan. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! You would know that Sylvan is what dryads speak. Oh, that is their kind of like native language. Can I then say that same thing, but in Sylvan to them? The dryad looks at you and kind of reappraises you. How did you learn that? And says it in Sylvan. And it's talking to you in Sylvan mm-hmm. now. I have dedicated some time to learning the languages of magic. And nature is one of the most powerful magics of them all. The dryad looks you up and down again and says... You all may be more useful than I thought. 
you may call me the field that resides here. And then kind of melts into the foliage. Val just like takes like a, oh, all right. Okay. That was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's where we'll end this week's session. (laughs) (laughs) See you all next week. So many questions. Or Warlock. Uh-huh. We Ooh. talked about Warlock. We did talk about Warlock. Do I just get all the cantrips? <laughs> all the yeah. cantrips. You can get a familiar just sprinkled in there if you want, or maybe do some rituals. Well, but you, you can get like a fancy rituals. book. But you get, you get that for being a wizard also. You can get the familiar. And I don't want a familiar. <laughs> the, uh, I, Sophie, would just be you, Not the special familiars, but... Devastated. If they get a paper cut, <laughs> well, I mean, then you just resummon. So, yeah. like, they yeah. are they are eternal. In Doesn't matter yeah. in the way that so I, which is, can't die, which is very Mango can't die, very different from first edition. You summon a familiar, you get some bonus stuff, but if they die, it's it's shit. Like, oh, uh, your intelligence goes down by two permanently. <laughs> you can resummon the thing if you want, but. Your you never get that back. Wow! And if that second one dies, oh, your intelligence goes down by two permanently. <laughs> Boy, I hate yeah. that. Yeah, it's it's all, and you lose. I think you lose some of your spell power too. So you lose. I don't know. If, I don't remember if you lose levels or uh-huh. if you lose. You actually lose the ability to cast some spells. Like uh-huh. it could be like, oh, your familiar died. Well, ah, uh, sorry, you don't have fireball anymore. That's rough. I I hope they had more than one HP. <laughs> no, that was the they were they were creatures like imps and quasits and, oh, and okay. it was it was like the same. Well, it, it was a roll, so like uh-huh. the toughest one you could. It was a random roll, but you yeah. could get like a fairy dragon. Uh-huh. That one was fun because that one could actually talk. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, but like you could end up with like a frog or an owl, which you know is a hit point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I still don't want a familiar. Hmm. I have Hody. Hody's my yeah. familiar. You could have a frog. What if, what cool. if Hody was your familiar and that. you just adventured with Hody and then could re-summon Hody? I, and instead of dying, Hody, Hody would just retreat from battle, being like, this is too spooky. Yeah. I've taken 14 points of damage, so I am spooked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this. And I don't I'm like leaving. it. And you cast uh, Summon Familiar again to heal Hody. <laughs> or, or to coax Hody back. Mm-hmm. That's better. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Is she must be refueled with oats. Yes. <laughs> 25, 25 gold pieces worth of oats. Yes. <laughs>